0: Welcome to Your Family and Your Retirement with Abe Ashton. You know, Abe, I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately because just life has been so crazy in general. I mean, it's the most bizarre things going on in our world this year. Obviously, the pandemic. I don't know if you've heard about that, but that's I've heard a little bit. I've heard a little bit. I mean, most people aren't talking about it, so it's kind of a hush-hush situation. kidding. Devastating wildfires, of course, in Australia and here in the U.S. In March, the Dow plunged almost, what, 3,000 points, the worst drop since 1987. The president was impeached and acquitted. We had murder hornets, so many other things. Kanye West ran for president for two seconds. I mean, that was a
1: thing. (laughs) That was a high point.
0: (laughs) None of that even includes are individual obstacles, personal things. So no wonder the Mental Health America organization says that the number of people, and I don't know how they got this number, but I feel like they're probably spot on, the number of folks experiencing feelings of anxiety these days is up 370% from last year. Wow. 370%. Now, I don't know how they're gauging it. I don't have the attention span to read the whole article. And Abe, I think they're probably right because... Most folks that I know are a little on edge these days.
1: A little? I am one of the 370%. Oh, are me too. What, I mean, it is. here's the crazy thing is, at the beginning, I thought I could handle this. Yeah. This is just a little hiccup. We'll forget this year. I cannot wait for us to 2021, blah, blah, blah. But I am starting to feel, I think most of us, but I can just speak for myself, where I'm like, wait a second. I've decided that until they open Disneyland California, I am not going to be right with the world. Hmm. And I don't even need to go to Disneyland in California, but there's something about Disneyland still being closed Mm -hmm. that leads me to believe that I need to be a little unhappy and anxious.
0: My mom was a travel agent for her entire career. We were watching TV the other night. Disney World down in Florida is advertising. Since when does Disney need to advertise anything?
1: One of my team just came up to me and barely just said that, hey, guess what? Disney World tickets are only, I think it was like $100 a day or lowest price in, in a decade. And the tickets are, on sale to get there Mike. and apparently there's no line so you'll see me in Florida I guess <laughs> I'm out of here
0: well there's a lot of anxiety too about the election did you know that was coming up has anybody there's mentioned an that to there's an election
1: wait 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 there's yeah, something we've got called a, COVID uh-huh. and there's an election yeah And the same. next thing you're going to be telling me, there's such thing as murder hornets and half the West Coast is on fire. Come on, just quit making stuff up. I,
0: I try to really keep you entertained here. No, but all joking aside, folks are very anxious about that. And the bottom line is we want what's best, but we also want to know how it affects us. We get selfish. And you listening probably have your own opinions about how you'd like to see things play out in November with the election. But what would Wall Street prefer? That's a big question. Friend to the show and market historian Sam Stovall, Abe, you and I have been around Sam quite a few times over the years. Yeah, smart He's guy. now a chief investment strategist for CFRA Research. He tells CNBC. I think investors uh, would actually be fine with a Biden victory so long as the Senate remains Republican, because then that could
1: push back on any of the very hardcore left wing kind of uh, policies that would like to be pushed through. Um, Stock market investors probably would also be
0: pleased with a Trump re-election. But he says a Democratic sweep could hurt the markets. So what do we do with this? What are we rooting for here? I'm very confused.
1: That's what I'll see. It's not just a catch-22. It's a catch-44. It's a catch-88. It just mm-hmm. it seems like any way you try and predict what is going to happen with the election and, and looking at the market. In fact, honestly, I think that of the three appointments I've had today, mm-hmm. though so far today, those have been the top three questions from people coming into our office trying to really? plan for their retirement is, well, how is this election going to affect me? and And You know, people say, well, if Biden gets elected, Wall Street's not going to like it. If Trump gets elected, Wall Street's going to love it. But the world will be on fire, so that can make the market go down. You know, there's all sorts of different, you know, theories on on what could happen. And what I tell people is, listen— this is not the scariest place we've been even even with everything we've talked about this is not the even scariest time hornets? in our history even with murder hornets okay. even with covid you say so. even with one of the most polar I mean and I agree that this is going to be one of the most polarizing elections but we feel that way because it's happening to us right now mm-hmm. but there is a time and I I think I've said it on this show once before but but it's it's still healthy to remember that there was a time when most of our country was certain there were Russian submarines off of mm-hmm. our coasts on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, we were in the Cold War. At any time, we could have had uh, just a, uh, just a flash that would cause a nuclear war. A nuclear People Holocaust.
0: had bomb shelters because that right. was a legit concern. We're digging concern. holes in our
1: backyards. Mm-hmm. We're not there right now, right? We lived through that. We will live through this because inherently we are good people who want good things for one another. When it comes to planning people's retirement, and sometimes, Kristen, when I'm sitting in the conference room, it's just reminding people of that because we get so hung up. And, and here's and here's the reason why. Even during the Cold War, especially in the Cold War, but now, can you imagine news feeds being on in the <gasps> palm of your hand everywhere oh you went during gosh. that time? No, right? You'd have to turn on the five o'clock news or listen on the radio. More specifically, to find mm-hmm. out about you know what the threats were, or open uh, something. There's these paper things. They were they were folded. Kids <laughs> riding bikes would throw them on your driveway. Wait, paper? It was, it, yes, they were. <laughs> it was paper and they would throw them at you if you weren't lucky and you'd have to read about those things. So the problem is not so much that the world is upside down right now. The world has been upside down many times in the past. The problem is is how readily accessible the information of people telling us why and how much it's upside down is throwing people into a, a fit and that's part of this anxiety. If we had access to information the same way during the Cold War that we have now, I guarantee you that anxiety level that we just earlier talked about would be equally or great, even, even a greater rate of what it is right now. So sometimes what you have to do is you have to put down the phone, you have to turn off the internet, you have to walk away and go outside and enjoy the beautiful community we live in. And yes, part of our job on a daily basis is sitting down and saying, okay, in the best case scenario, this is what your retirement portfolio looks like, this is what your income looks like. In the worst case scenario, assuming that things really go backwards and the economy goes backwards and taxes go up and markets go down, this is how your portfolio should be positioned or is positioned to help you deal with that, to make sure that you're not out of money. And it, and people take great peace in that, but if all you're doing is being glued to the latest news feed, there's no way you're going to feel good, not only just about your finances, but the world in general.
0: So, Abe, I don't have my phone in front of me while we do the show because I try to practice what I preach and ask you to not look at your phone while we're doing the show. You and I are both ADHD, just spotlight, you know, you're, you're, There can be a lot of intake children. of
1: information at the same time, and you can comprehend <laughs> it all.
0: But I have seen on Instagram that you are taking your own advice, what you were just talking about there, putting the phone down more and trying to engage more in actual contact with people in the outdoors, and you are even using, of course, an app to track how often you're on your phone. Is that because of the overwhelming information being thrown at us, or why did you choose to do it?
1: First was because of hypocrisy, Hmm. because I am telling my kids all the time to put their phone down that's one of those things, I'm like, hey guys, put your phone down. And there's certain rules in our family, like there's no phones out at the dinner table, but it becomes kind of like the security blanket. If you're doing nothing, Mm -hmm. the the first thing, I mean, it's elevator. You watch people get into an elevator who are are not doing anything, the first thing that'll happen, and some of it's to avoid kind of an awkward social situation, but you automatically look down.
0: Forbid we talk to each other, that'd be crazy. A stranger for sure. You
1: look down at your phone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think there is something therapeutic to doing nothing for a second. Mm -hmm. To listening, to looking around you, to seeing what's going on. And so we can play the the truth game, the love and truth game. And what I did is I looked at my screen time on my phone and it showed me how many hours a day I was averaging on my phone. And it was just shy of five as an average, just shy of five hours a day in a particular week. And I thought, holy smokes. Five hours a day. Five hours a day, And, and listen, I look then, I can easily just. I'm a business owner. I've got emails. I'm responding to clients. I do a lot on my phone that I could Mm -hmm. do from my computer, but I do on my phone because I'm a mover and a shaker and I'm a hustler. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But then I looked at it, it the worst part is, is it shows me the categories of Yo, where I'm yeah. spending that five hours. I so,
0: appreciate you putting that screenshot on there.
1: So so the information and reading component, which would be mm-hmm. the emails and things like that, was of my average time for that week, it was, um, of my total screen time, it was only about three and a half hours of it that week as an average. And, and But 10 hours of it was, for the week, was of just social media.
0: And you know and what? Was, I bet that's low for most of us listening today.
1: I don't know everybody else, I just know how it felt for me when I saw that number, and so I made a goal. I said, listen, if I can do half as much... Right, if I can go from five hours to two and a half hours of a daily average, that's like money in the bank. That's like time mm-hmm. in the bank that I'm I'm wasting on something else right now, and so I put together a couple of projects. I sat down, I thought, okay, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be aware, I'm going to be conscious. I'm not gonna, I didn't set any reminders up or put any limitations on my phone other than my own human self trying to do a little better. And so from that week to the following week, which was last week my average went down from about five hours a day to three hours and 22 minutes a day. Okay. So I wasn't able to cut it in half and I felt like I was being pretty aware, but I wasn't able to cut it in half, but I did reduce it by 31%. So it wasn't 50, but it was 31%. And I felt like, hey, I at least did something and I found that I had time to do more. I was able to get more done and you know, one of the biggest things I was able to get done—what? Become the best carpool dad in the history of the universe. Oh, you've seen that on Instagram. Yes,
0: I have. But I'm, why does that correlate to the phone? Because you use the phone to take the selfie.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. But, <laughs> I, but 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 what it gave me time to do is to sit down and look around the house and plan to get some things l- for a four-minute ride yes. to the school. Yes, and to do Star Wars carpool or mm-hmm. to do Indiana Jones carpool, which is very and, cool. And it's just fun. I'm a dorky dad. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a dorky dance? dad. I'm a, yes, all dad especially when they dance, you let, know.
0: It. Let me ask you this question though. Did you find that you had lower anxiety when you went from 5 hours a day to 3 hours a day on your phone?
1: So it was a little bit of a mix. So for sure, I was not watching the and looking at the news as much. Okay. So that definitely helped, but I, I found myself worrying about looking at my phone. Mm. Right. So on one hand, it it helped. You with were stress. having DTS hand, withdrawals. But it felt like that, and I I tried to explain that it's kind of like losing weight. I was trying so hard, and the results were not as good as I thought. And I've been on a diet before, I've been on a a Mm -hmm. diet many times to try and lose a little bit of weight and I know what it feels like to go through a week feeling like you've given it your best effort that week and to look down at the scale and not have the effects match the effort. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what happened with my phone that week. I I did much better, but it wasn't as much, for how much I worked and, and was thinking about it, it wasn't as big as I thought. And that's what happens in life. It happens with our finances. It happens often when people are saving for retirement. You know, they're putting money away, they're saving, they're saving, they're saving, they're investing, they're investing. It's kind of on
0: autopilot.
1: Right. And then they look at the account balance and they think, oh man, that should be way further ahead by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought this balance would be bigger now than, than it is. It does happen. And so that's one of those things where we're showing people, hey, how do you have your money work better for you than just kind of trickling along or taking such big risks that when you go backwards two or three steps, it takes you five or six steps forward to just recover and get back to sea level.
0: You know, folks that are addicted to the news, it's tough. I am wired that way. But in spending time with my parents here recently, my mom will not allow the evening news to be on. And I think she's (laughs) on track with that because it was stressing me out. But I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's happening. And we've talked about the election. How's Wall Street going to react? We can't control that. We can just control our retirement, our portfolio. And if you'd like to find out more details about that and how to make sure that the headlines you don't have to stalk on your phone or whatever device it is that your retirement is prepared for that what if. You can reach out for a portfolio x-ray or any of the complimentary resources to Abe and the team at AshtonWealth.com. But part of the election concern, Abe, is not just what is Wall Street going to do. There's a big question about taxes as well, because as I understand it, we're at the lowest tax rate we've seen in our lifetime, I guess. And we've talked before about state governments considering tax hikes to make up some of the money they've lost as a result of that pandemic. Pandemic I just told you about for the first time. But in New Jersey, they're considering a new tax on financial transactions such as buying and selling stock. But Stacey Cunningham, president of the New York Stock Exchange, tells CNBC that such a tax would cost consumers billions of dollars a year.
1: There's no exception for retirement
0: funds or others in the legislation as it's proposed. So those taxes end up being passed back. It's important to recognize this isn't a tax on Wall Street. It's a tax on Main Street. Here we go again. Main Street, that's us. That's you. Do you think we're going to see more of this? I mean, once it happens or is it even discussed in one place, it seems like it travels to another.
1: I think it's, if, man, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you would say it is kind of a progressive wearing down of of people's shock value. There's huh. certain taxes, you know, we talked about California a couple weeks ago and their taxes on different items or even transcending state lines and Californians mm-hmm. coming after and taxing their residents, even when they become former residents right. of the state and move somewhere else. And you're like, never, right? And you, we hear about certain types of taxes and that seem so absurd, so outlandish but when you continue to hear about it, it's to me like they're Mm -hmm. planting little seeds until we get desensitized and all of a sudden you look back 10 years and you're looking and thinking, holy smokes, people are getting their social security income taxed. Mm -hmm. This is income, in fact, I think that I paid taxes on my social security contributions when I was working, so how could the government possibly, I mean, you see what I mean? It would have Mm -hmm. sounded so absurd back 50 years ago. Or 40 years ago, to look and think, okay, so I paid taxes on the money that I contributed to FICA to Social Security, Medicare, and and surely, you know, if somebody if somebody would have brought up taxing that income when you take it out again, you, know, you there'd be riots, there would uh-huh. be people. But slowly, the more that you get worn down, the more that you it becomes socially acceptable to talk about a certain types of tax. All of a sudden, you blink your eyes. A few years have gone by. And it's happening to not just the wealthy, wealthy, rich, 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 right? It's happening to you and I. Mm -hmm. The wealthy, wealthy, rich, rich, rich like Kristen is what I'm going to say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Mucho, mucho dinero.
0: Oh, my goodness. And there's so much around this election that people are basing much of their vote on taxes in the future but what bothers me Abe is that people can't just talk about what's going on it has to turn into an argument I think that goes back to the anxiety being heightened as we started out the show discussing but I have interesting news to tell you about
1: oh here I had here, here,
0: dinner with a relative that is ultra left and we did not have anything but just an interesting conversation did you know it's possible for people to be friends with, related to, and interact with people that have a different opinion than them. Next you're
1: gonna tell me that the table next to you was full of a unicorn and a fairy (laughs) sitting there having a dinner that they were having a peaceful conversation about. But behind them, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny were also having dinner and everybody all of you are enjoying and then rainbow started to appear in the middle of the (laughs) restaurant come on now
0: no for real I am very proud that I'm someone that feels they can do that and of course has family that can calmly discuss differences and listen and politely disagree, but just listening to another perspective is interesting. Now, it didn't change it's, my it, mind, it or anything. but it can
1: be enjoyable. It
0: really was right? because
1: you're you're trying to get in the minds of someone else who has a different perspective. And and here's my problem, Chris, and I think that we have become we've been driven to a world of absolutes. Where if why you are, is if that? You, if you don't feel my way, if you're not with me, you're against me. Yes, and someone cannot be with you and not be against you, mm-hmm. right? But if you're not. It's like um, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. for example. When you talk about Black Lives, and, and I know Kristen is just like, Abe, ooh, be Tread careful lightly. here, be careful. Okay, <laughs> Black Lives do matter in the yes. Black Lives Matter movement. People can feel however they want about the actual movement of Black Lives Matter for or against, mm-hmm. and, then, and then you've got also liberal perspectives on, on politics, but then you'll have other people say, well... That's fine. You can be all Black Lives Matter, but I am against pedophiles, and so you know we're we're over here on the we don't like sex trafficking of juveniles, right. and and I'm like well, wait wait Why a second. Why can't
0: I also I, think I, that I, that's a problem?
1: Yes. <laughs> I, can I think that Black Lives Matter and, and? think that right. pedophilia is terrible and that sex trafficking is, uh, should oh, be? Yeah. Pursued with the greatest vigor our law enforcement has to offer it and people. now you only be... get
0: like one thing that you're absolute with It seems and, yeah. and that's why I bring this right. up is
1: and if you're with one You're not with the other and yes. people start to say well if you like that Then you can't like this if you li- if you don't like that then you have to be this so it's those absolutisms mm-hmm. that drive me nuts because what I want to tell people and I think what you experience when you're having a very productive mm-hmm. conversation with someone you say hey I actually agree with that. And I might not be liberal in general in right. most of my feelings, but I, I that liberal principle, I actually am I 100% on board I agree people should not be with.
0: mistreated based on how they look. I completely right. and, agree
1: with that. And and the same thing, you can have a liberal, a different one, who can say, listen, I, uh, I, I mean, you can have this conversation, but there might be a liberal that says, listen, I am completely against abortion. Mm-hmm. Right? And for someone, religious not, purposes, they make feel And it would not be fair for me to say, well, no, 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 you're, if mm-hmm. you vote liberal or if you are a liberal, you have to be pro. You can't tell me you're not. You are. You see, are. Abe, you, you're being rational.
0: Do like we don't do that anymore. That's why our anxiety is up 370%. <laughs> That's
1: probably true. But <laughs> sw- people categorizing people. And we've got to stop drawing yes. all these lines in the sand and saying you're on know, one side or the other. We just all need to be on the beach together. Yes, please. Preferably in Maui. Well, you can't go there right now. Just on some (laughs) wonderful beach together without people drawing lines in the sand. Find out more at AshtonWealth.com.
0: Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors.
1: Eric Nimmer is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Ashen & Associates, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested.